Hey everybody, welcome to Gen Church Midweek Podcast, a podcast about everyday people who are committed to expanding God's family because of Jesus for generations to come. My name's John, I'm the engagement pastor here at Generations, and sitting next to me is Kyle Davies, Woo-hoo! our lead pastor. Yeah. Kyle, we are... Could mm. we? Do we get to say we're in year two now on our officially, way? Officially, officially, we have we have That's crossed that threshold. Man. Year two of public Sunday gatherings. Year two of ministry, and hey, even year two of this podcast, right? Yeah, I know. Let's people, do this. People love it. They love to hop on and ask us questions. No, seriously, ask us questions. Yes. Interact with us along. Yes. Because actually, one of the ways we are going to start and kick off today, Kyle, you mentioned that you actually got a. Um, a comment, a question from this weekend uh, as you were going through your teaching. And that's actually one thing we want to encourage is as we do these podcasts, as we talk about um, our teaching from uh, Sunday and what it looks like to be the everyday follower, like a lot of that is us kind of doing that. And what we want to do on here is like we want to help equip um, the followers of Jesus to what it looks like to follow him every day. And some of that might yep. mean, hey, I heard this thing and I, I don't quite understand that yes. concept or what that looks like practically. And so, Kyle, I'm going to kick it over to you. What was the question you got and will you help us kind of walk through that and how you would respond? I was so excited that this person came up to me after service and was like, okay, so I got a question. I heard this or I saw this kind of statement on this tweet and I don't remember exactly what the, the tweet was. But they were they were trying to figure out how it connected to Psalm 22, and the question that came out of it was, "Did God forsake Jesus on the cross?" And it corresponded okay. with a, a, an old hymn that said, "You know, and he turned his face away, referring to God the Father on Jesus." And mm-hmm. he had said that, you know, he always understood that to be a poetic type of language, and so he it just that wasn't such a big deal. But it was this just kind of thing of was the Trinity interrupted in the mm. sense that did God forsake Jesus on the cross and truly completely leave him and abandon him? And so I was just like, Ooh, this is such a good, <laughs> tough question. Yes. And I told them, let me make sure that I give you the right answer because you know, in those moments, it's like you, you have kind of what you would say, but I wanted to make sure that what I would instinctually in reaction say to this person that make sure it was actually accurate. And mm-hmm. so did some reading, did some just verification in a lot of ways. Yeah. And succinctly, the Trinity was not interrupted or severed by the cross. That, mm-hmm. that was not separated. God did not forsake Jesus on the cross in terms of leaving the picture so that the, the Trinity was severed. In fact, actually, God was was fully present there, no, and he had to be for yeah. his wrath to be poured out on Jesus as the atonement, as the sacrifice, as the example for someone laying down their life for us to, to be okay. that perfect sacrifice for us. So, so in, in a sense, what I would truly say, as Karl Barth, says it better. He says, Jesus is the judge judged in our place. And actually, as you read Psalm 22, and this is what I responded, Psalm 22 is not a psalm that says God has forsaken us. It's actually the author cries out to God because he feels that way. Experientially Mm. is like, oh my goodness, it feels like God isn't present. But actually, 
in, in Psalm 22, verse 24, the psalmist cries out and says, God, you, you haven't forgotten me. You, you are faithful. And that's why the psalmist continues. And we, we get our name generations from that saying, no, the next generations will be told about yeah. his righteousness in the Lord. And the psalmist goes and says, I look back at prior examples of God's faithfulness mm. and I see that he will continue to be faithful even when it doesn't feel like God is faithful yes. and present and he will be vindicated. And I want to give that specific verse because it, it actually references the blessed one that will be vindicated. So I'm going to pull okay. up my Bible and get to this Yes, here in a second. And it says, actually, in verse 24 of Psalm 22, it says, For he has not despised or abhorred the torment of the oppressed. He did not hide his face from him, but listened to him when he cried for mm. help. So that's just such a powerful statement yes. of there. When Jesus cries out, he's alerting the people when all things things seem dark and, and just uncertain. Yes. God did not hide his face, but fully was present and purified basically his people through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And I would also mm. point people to 1 John chapter 4, where it talks about how God's love is fully present when Jesus is the, the sacrifice yeah. for our sins. So Psalm, the Psalm 22 yeah. explicitly states how God hasn't forgotten mm. his beloved one. So— we can cry out to him, yeah, and he hears our cries, and he does not forget us, but actually fully loves us and is fully present with us and yeah. wants us to recognize that we can rely on him. Man, that's a, that's a big concept there, and, and yes. I, I think that's a really interesting question. I never thought about that idea of if God, like, as it kind of talks about in this poetic form of, like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like, how that would truly, like, affect the Trinity of, like, the Trinity being God the Father, God mm -hmm. the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All three persons, unique, but also of one, who are connected yes. together that know, like, the Trinity was not broken. Like, they are still fully Trinity in that moment through Jesus, and that there is no separation in yeah. there. And even... Uh, I love when we go to Psalm 22 because it just reminds me, I think there is a common theme throughout the whole Old Testament, and it's this theme of remembrance. And you'll mm. see this in, uh, especially I always see this near the end of Exodus as you get into Deuteronomy, yeah. and you see the Israelites after they've left Egypt, and they, they're walking, and they're going through the wilderness, and they're like, man, life is not good. Uh, we have not reached the promised land. We're kind of wandering around. We don't know where food's going to come from, even water. We're seeing just still bad things and terrible things happening. And it's this almost yeah. mental sh shift of saying, hey, don't forget that God is with you and what he has done for you, yeah. that he has not abandoned you. You're not alone. You're not forgotten in this moment. You're not forsaken. While it may seem that you are, and I loved when they sang, um, when they sung Waymaker this weekend, mm. even when I can't see it, yeah. even when I can't yeah. feel it, God, you are with me because just, that's who you are. I just love it when God works that way. And it's like Charles did such a good job of picking out yes. songs that corresponded with that theme. Yes. And John, you mentioned the idea of remembrance. You actually remembered something interesting about Sunday's teaching. So why don't you help everybody else or maybe even ask the question to see if anyone else caught on to what I did? Yes, Kyle. I 
I remember sitting here. It was first service. I get my seat and everything, got my coffee. And you started off with an illustration. And it's one of those that took me not very long. But I was like, Kyle, I've, I've heard you use this illustration. And I had to sit there and go for a second. All right, when did I hear this? Was this just us talking at one time that he used it? Did he use it on the podcast? And I was like, no. Kyle, you actually used the same illustration to kick off our known series mm. when we launched public gatherings. So, Kyle, you've used the same imagery, like illustration, to kick off our, I guess you could say, year zero and our year one. You've, <laughs> you've used the exact same thing. And I was wondering if you were going to like kind of say, like, hey, yeah, I already used this, <laughs> or if I was going to have to call you out on here. So if you noticed and you caught on that, hey, you remember that from uh, last year, be sure to let us know uh, and kind of laugh along with us. But Kyle, like what, like what drove you or even led you to using that same mm. illustration? Like what about that um, did you feel like was needed to use in the second year as well? Yeah. What I came back to is we have to rely on Jesus to see us through the storm. And I know I'm a little mixing metaphors there a little <laughs> bit, and the series was called Focus. So, like, we need to focus on Jesus. And what I was trying to do is I was actually trying to celebrate how I levied out that challenge Yes. at the start of our weekly public gatherings to our, to our church, to our, mm. our young faith family. And I was celebrating that our church, our, our family here at Generations did that yes. and, and, and in a really cool way. And again, did we do that perfectly? Clearly, I suggested <laughs> in the teaching, no, we didn't. And anybody who's been around Generations know that, that we, we don't try to pretend like we have it all together. No. But what we, we're continually trying to do is keep mm -hmm. our focus on Jesus. And I, I thought, I mean, how just— apt would it be to say hey remember this challenge that i levied out last year yeah. that there's a god who makes himself known to us and we have to continue to get to know him mm. and then 2020 happens and everything is stripped out from under us in yes. a lot of different ways that the chaos circles there's a lot of confusion there's a lot of angst there's a lot of anger there's a lot of fear and in the midst mm. of this there's a god who makes himself known to us and we can yes. get to know him and continue to ultimately have our focus on him and yeah. so for us at generation church even as we celebrate year one woohoo we you know yes. we, we made it through a, the year we made it through covid you know we're, we're still we're yeah. going from surviving to thriving we've got to continue to readjust our focus not on our strategy or our method but readjust our focus on jesus and so yes. really encouraging people to to do that and to do that I said that we're going to spend some time going through Mark. And so I am really, really excited yes. about equipping people to listen and respond to Jesus. And so that's really going to be our mm. focus. So our focus last, last year was th this is who we are. This is our DNA as a church. And not yes. that that's going to change, but we're going to add some depth to it by continuing to be a Jesus people, listening and responding to Jesus and to kind of equip mm. people to do that well, we are going yeah. to use the book of Mark. So, John, good job yeah. of recognizing yes. that I, I get my used points, the right? yes. same illustration twice. You remembered, and so <laughs> I can't call you out on, know, hey, right? hey, 
people of Israel were supposed to remember, and hey. you forgot. So I can't. I got unfortunately, you there. I can't do that. Yes. But John, let me let me ask this, as a follow up to that. How do you see that taking shape within our church? I, I levied that illustration out kind of two years mm. in a row. Okay. What what do you see as maybe just some practical benefits to as someone who is sitting in the audience twice as I preached both of these services? What do you see the benefits of of really, I mean, challenging our people, celebrating how we have remained focused, but really challenging or re-challenging that again. Yeah, man, I I think what I've been processing and kind of where I'm at with a lot of that is it is the reminder of what God has promised and what he does, mm. what he does when we are faithful and we know that he will be faithful alongside. And so, I mean, even just sitting there and like the difference between uh, what happened in October 2019 and what <laughs> we see in October 2020 of like in the middle of that, like, honestly, there are so many just boundaries, walls in which things that we had to hoops and jumps that we never expected yeah. that we were going to have to go through as a church and as a community. We never expected to have to go through COVID. We never expected to have to deal with wildfires yeah. as extreme as this. Like we've never expected like uh, for kids to be doing school completely remote, yeah. like just everything that is going, I mean, even for some people, I know this is really dramatic, but like sports being canceled. Yeah. yeah. But no, like, that was a big deal. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I was like, super this excited. This is the first time I've ever came. seen yeah. it happen. Yeah. We didn't have March Madness, man. I don't know for people out weird. here if it's as big of a deal, but being a Kentucky boy at heart, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, um, not having my cards play in March Madness was a little disheartening. Um, I know Michigan, whatever. Um, but even like just honestly saying like when we started with um, the known series and we use this idea of the map and it's like Jesus is our trajectory. He is, he is what gives us a true map of how to navigate life and then, Literally, like, we use that, and then we get to 2020, and it's like, no one knows how to navigate this. Literally, I think, I think what 2020 has shown us is that none of us are equipped to know how to navigate this crazy life in which we have, because it is corrupt, it is distorted. It's unpredictable, it, it, like a phone ringing right now as we're recording this I podcast. I know, right? Literally, you cannot plan for it. There is no, there is nothing I could have done to prepare myself for this yeah. year of how to deal with this, or no... No, to even have to plan for what's going on. But what the, the crazy thing that reminds me and what I've seen in the midst of this is that God is still working in the midst of yeah. it. Even though this year there are plenty, plenty of moments <laughs> that I guarantee people out there had said, God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken us? Where are you in the midst of this? I can't see you. I can't feel you. I can't hear you in this time. But for us to be reminded that God has worked in the generations before us. He is working now, and he will continue to work. And we can even see that through what we saw on Sunday. We can remind ourselves with the stories in which we've seen over this past year of God is at work in our community. God is changing lives. We, we saw five first-time baptisms this past year. Yeah. And I know we have a couple um, that are potentials coming up here in November as we have another baptism Sunday. We see people taking next steps in their faith. Yeah. Like we, you said hundreds of those. We yeah. saw um, people come together to serve with the community to feed and care for those who um, who are in need. Yeah. Like, I mean, you are seeing 
God at work in people's hearts and lives yeah. and in our community, even with everything that's going on. And it's that reminder that I think we needed that mm. to remind ourselves that like we we cannot navigate life ourselves. The world around us might try to give us a map of what the good life is, but if 2020 has shown <laughs> us anything, is that no plan in this world can stand against the unpredictability that we have yeah. except for the plane in which Jesus gives us yeah. and what he has called us to be as his church, yeah. to love God and to love our neighbors as ourself. And that is to be our true full essence of yeah. who we are. And it's even reminded, like, as you talk about the Trinity, that we're not alone in the midst yeah. of this. Well, and that, uh, that empowers us just in such a, a beautiful yes. way to where it's like, we don't have to really scheme and strategize in a like or or, or be fearful because yeah. as i as i talked about even just two weeks ago it's like when we realize that god is present with us and we just learn how to be present with others mm. then people who are complete strange strangers become neighbors and we learn how to love them yeah. as our neighbors and then neighbors become family yes. and we can't imagine them not being a part of <laughs> our life yes. and, and like in just the most amazing and beautiful uh, aspect of walking with God is people from d very different life circumstances and backgrounds go yes. from people who were like, I never knew someone like that before. And yes. now we can't imagine not knowing someone yes. like them. Mm. And man, it just comes back and reminds me of our value series and it cracks me up. But Kyle, there's one thing I, I, I kind of notice, and I'm, I'm going to kind of tee this one okay. up to you. So uh, with a couple of our series now, we've, we've done a lot <laughs> of walking through biblical text. Okay. Last year, we went through Colossians. For substance, we went through... Which yeah, it, was we part, it was part of Colossians. It was part of Colossians. We like, divided you know, the book of Colossians yeah, up into, Colossians into, into, into several series. It's kind of our main chunk that we did. And you yeah. said we're going to do a similar thing with Mark. Like, what is... What has led you to, for us to walk through biblical texts in that way through our teachings? Yeah. And even if you want to <laughs> kind of talk about why these two within yeah. the first two years. Yeah. So I'm just not that creative. I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. Like, so to, to me, it, it makes a lot of sense to let God's word speak and shape us. And so knowing some of the history mm. and context of Colossians, it made sense to say Paul is writing to a new church that didn't know really what it was like they had been yeah. faithful seen some success and just really wanted to encourage them like here's how you continue to do that over the long haul so it made sense for yeah. us to to heed paul's words as, as a church plant that the apostle paul clearly did not plant and just to, us to allow to internalize those words and begin to express that because we we're going to deal with some of the same yeah. challenges and then for us as we looked at, as I just reflected on this last year and the unpredictability mm. of 2020, what I see as the core again of Psalm 22 is God being present with us. Mm. And so just equipping people to listen to who he, to, to what he says and then respond accordingly. Yeah. And so as I kind of took stock of what we mm. could do is I, well, let's just pick a gospel. Let's <laughs> look at Jesus and let's get to know Jesus. And then mm. again, cause he's made himself known to us. So yep. there's that, there's that parallel there and then figure out how do we listen and respond in our everyday life to mm. Jesus. And so because I'm not that creative, I want to let God's word speak for itself because what, what I would 
probably get trapped in is I listen to a lot of news, a lot of culture, a lot yeah. of assessment of culture. And I, I would almost find myself trying to con constantly just critique and analyze. But if we're honest, God's word, word can be applied to any and every situation. And I won't have to worry about picking yeah. and choosing, oh, we need to address this or we need to address that. Yeah. But if I simply try to faithfully preach the Bible, Scripture, what we will find is that as we journey through the course of Scripture, there will be things that yeah. aren't left out. And if I were to try to preach something, I might even just leave certain things out yeah. based on who I am and my own background and yeah. experience. So, so preaching God's Word allows me to not uh, worry about my kind of limited scope but but comes from an ultimate perspective yeah and then we get to simply listen and respond to yeah uh together with that as a church yeah i, I like that because it takes out the level of kyle addressing the the cultural moment yes but rather what it does is it allows the spirit to illuminate through god's word that is relevant to whatever circumstance yes. we're in. It's God speaking, and what it, it's funny, and what you'll see is you can read most passages, and if you're allowing the Spirit to illuminate that passage, God's Word, which is alive and present, and it is it is active, you will see that yeah. most things are very relevant to today, yeah. and how we live, how we work, how we play, how we interact with the world in our everyday lives. Well, it shapes our soul, and then wherever we find ourselves, however we find ourselves, yes. wherever we, whenever we find ourselves, we will then be able to simply do what Jesus would have done, likely in that scenario. But, but mm. so, so we can't close ourselves off. We must open ourselves up to who Jesus is, what he was about, how he yes. showed us what it was like to be human. And then uh, because we've heard that from the biblical text and we've seen that example in jesus yes. the holy spirit then uses that in our everyday life for us to faithfully point people to jesus and expand god's mm. family so i'm excited to yes. go through the book of mark together and as we constantly say we're going to put out resources we yes. want you to ask your questions as we go through uh, because one of the, the practices is I'm not going to teach necessarily verse by verse. We are going to go through the, the book as a whole. But even so, there are going to be passages that we skip that we're going to challenge you to read and reflect on midweek mm. and ask questions about. And some of the function of our midweek podcast yeah. is going to be discussion around those passages um, and how they build on maybe Sunday's teaching yeah. as well. So we are super excited yes. for this next season, this next year of the midweek podcast and how that's going to build on our Sunday teachings and also build towards the, the following Sunday teaching. Yeah, so we hope you'll join us as we go through Mark. Again, thanks for joining us today. Be sure to leave a comment, uh, a message down below, and even as we go through, seriously, send us questions. Leave it in the interactions below. Even if you catch us when it's first posted or later on throughout the day, we would love to interact and answer and go through those with respond you. And to you. Yes, we will actually respond. So be sure to drop those in there. We would love to hear from you because we want to help make your faith in everyday faith. Thanks for joining us.